It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. <laughs> Three balls and a strike. Here's the pitch. Pregnant swing. Fly ball. Left field. Headed for the seats. And that is a two-run homer. Alex Bregman with number 31. Two-nothing Astros here in the fourth as Bregman reaches the Crawford boxes. Just did get it over the yellow line into the first row as Bregman ties his career high that he set last season. Tigers and Astros move to the sixth inning. Astros with the 2-0 lead. Garrett Cole set to work to Jake Rogers. The 1-2. Swing and a miss. Fastball running in on Rogers. And that is the tenth strikeout for Garrett Cole. One out. Cole pitching for the first time in 15 days after that hamstring issue forced him to miss a start last week in Chicago. Not showing any rust. His 14th double-figure strikeout game this season, which ties an Astros record for a single season. Set by J.R. Richard in 78-79. 2-2. And that is on the outside corner for strike three. Frozen with an off-speed pitch. 11 strikeouts for Cole. It's tough for a club like Detroit facing Verlander and Cole on back-to-back nights. And that is rope down the right field line. A base hit. That's going to go all the way to the wall. Brantley can walk home. Bregman, he's on his way to third. He'll be held there. It's an RBI double for Jordan Alvarez and a 3-0 Astros lead. Garrett Cole has been very strong tonight. He's allowed just two singles in six innings while striking out 11 with one walk. Swing and a miss. He strikes him out for number 12 of the night. Going down these Tigers hitters. And Garrett Cole looks to be all right after a 14-day layoff. <laughs> Certainly does. With the uh, right hamstring issue as Cole is in line for his 15th win of the season. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap and it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to Astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9-ASTROS. Astros fans, Lauren Blackwell up in the radio booth with your broadcaster, Steve Sparks, everyone's favorite. Good to see you, Sparky. Good to see you, Lauren. Thanks for having me. Of course. You know, we're nearing the end of August. There's, you know, been a little bit of bumps and bruises, but despite that, the guys are still playing some Really good baseball, but there's one guy I want to talk to you about. Okay. He's always been really good at the plate, but Michael Brantley is just on this incredible tear right now. Entering tonight, he's leading the majors in batting average and multi-game hits. He's always been a powerhouse at the plate, but what's been so different during this little 15-game stretch? You know what? It's almost like Michael Brantley's more old school than, than a lot of the players in the major leagues. He just hits the ball where it's pitched. Mm-hmm. If it's outside, he'll go to left field. If it's up the middle or it's down the middle, he's going right up the middle. And uh, we're seeing some good power from him, too. He's just two home runs shy of a career high of he has 18 so far this year, but he's just so quiet. He's such a, a great presence for the, for the rest of the team. Great two-strike hitter, great low-ball hitter. There's just not a, a lot that Michael Brantley can't do on the field. 
And, you know, looking at the other side of things, Justin Verlander and Garrett Cole had two outstanding performances right. the last two nights. And just when you think it can't get much better, you remember, oh, Zach Greinke's an Astro as well. What have you seen in his last three uh, starts with Houston? Well, number one, he's won all of those games. Mm -hmm. And that's what, exactly what you're hoping for. You make a big acquisition uh, like a Zach Greinke. Uh, he's 3-0, and uh, the ERA in the low twos. But it's just been the control. We, we knew about... Uh, how well he locates all of his pitches, uh, how smart he is. He can read hitters and what they're trying to do at the plate, so he goes to the opposite spots. But uh, for me personally, in, in the three games, I think the changeup uh, stands out more than anything else, the way he's able to locate the changeup inside and outside to both the righties and the lefties. Uh, but he's just a pitcher in every sense, probably the closest pitcher we've seen to somebody like Greg Maddox in a long time. And according to Alex Bregman, Granky's the best hitter on the team. Why well, how do you feel about against that? Against <laughs> left-handed batters, you know, I think he's eight for 19 this year against uh, left-handed pitchers with a couple of homers, a couple of doubles. So he's probably not far off at all. All right, fans, make sure you tune in pre and post game each and every Astros game. Steve Sparks and Robert Ford, Sports Talk, 790 AM. Greetings from Minute Maid Park, where today the Houston Astros open up a three-game series uh, against the Los Angeles Angels. Astros won three of the first four on this homestand from the Detroit Tigers, including a 6-3 to three win yesterday. Garrett Cole struck out 12 over seven scoreless innings. Michael Brantley, three hits, including a double, drove in two as the Astros have won four of their last five, taking on an Angels team that just lost three out of four to the Rangers, including an 8-7 to seven loss in Arlington on Wednesday. Astros 82-47. and 47. First in the AL West, seven games ahead of Oakland, and they're 19 and a half games ahead of the Angels, who are fourth in the West with a record of 63 and 67. It's time for today's pitching matchup, brought to you by Houston Methodist, the official health care provider for the Houston Astros. Houston Methodist leading medicine. Zach Ranke on the mound for the Astros today, making his fourth start since coming over in a trade from Arizona, and so far so good for Greinke in an Astros uniform, a run over seven innings in his last outing in Oakland. Yeah, just keep pitching uh, and winning every single game that you pitch in for the Astros. That's all you got to do, yeah. Greinke, no pressure. Uh, he's probably been even better than what we expected as far as just the craftiness, uh, the artistry, uh, talking about somebody who can move the ball around so well, manipulate it, throw the cut fastballs, uh, and the changeup. The changeup for me has been the biggest uh, thing we've seen so far from Greinke in the first three starts. That's been a swing and miss pitch. Meanwhile, left-hander Jose Suarez on the ball, on the mound for the Angels. Just 21 years old. Astros saw him once earlier this season. He's been back and forth between the big leagues in AAA, a 6.75 ERA with the Angels. Yeah, I tell you, that back and forth thing is not as uh, all that's cracked up to be. I mean, yeah. sure you want to be in the major leagues, but just not being able to get settled in and get on any kind of a, a routine because the major league team needs you uh, at a moment's notice. Uh, he does have a really good changeup. Uh, his fastball can be spotty. He's given up a whole lot of home runs and not too many innings pitched this year. So uh, all the Astros have to do is be patient because sometime during a bat he's going to make a mistake. Keys to the game brought to you by Honda. Visit your local Greater Houston Honda dealers for great deals on all models. Official sponsor of the Houston Astros. Astros 6-3 and three against the Angels so far this year. And a big reason the Astros are where they are is because of how well they've played, not just against the Angels, but against the American League West. 39-15 and 15 in the division and 20-2 and two at home against the AL West. Yeah, it's the exact reason why the Astros have a lead in the division and a pretty comfortable lead is because of those numbers you just threw out there. They've actually owned the AL West this year. They've done it in the, the last couple of years, too. For whatever reason, they match up very well. Uh, even Mike Trout. Look at Mike Trout. Yeah. His numbers against this Astros team. I know there's a lot of talent on this Houston pitching staff. 
but his numbers are puny compared to all the other teams. Coming up next, we'll hear from A.J. Hinch on the Manager Show presented by Waste Management. A little later, we'll be joined by new Astros third baseman Abraham Toro. But now this from your local station. Baseball season is back, and if you're at Minute Maid Park, head on over to the new Love Street Bar behind Home Plate for a wide selection of Carbach beers, including Love Street Blonde, Hopadillo IPA, and the Astros' very own Crawford Bach. Or visit us sometime at the brewery where we're open seven days a week. Learn more at carbachbrewing.com or find us on social media at Carbach Brewing. How about the Houston Astros? Now, a visit with the manager. Brought to you by Waste Management for environmental solutions that deliver economical savings. Go to thinkgreen.com. Well, before this three-game series with the Los Angeles Angels, I'm here with A.J. Hinch. And you guys, A.J., are wearing the Players Weekend jerseys today. We've worn a lot of different jerseys through the years, the, the throwbacks and the futuristic and things like that. How do, how do these stand up? Uh, well, these are pretty plain. Um, we, they're not generic, much, they're not right? much. Yeah, there's not much color to them. It's either you're all white or all black. But um, I guess it's whatever the players want, whatever MLB wants, we'll wear. But... Um, I will judge them based on whether we win or not. <laughs> All right, these jerseys, I mean, the jerseys we used to wear 20 years ago on days like this didn't feel the same. Do they, do they, they make do. them better no, now? No, no, they make them better now. They take care of, of the, the custom fit now. They'll try to make everybody look the part. Uh-huh. Um, they do a good job of, of generating a lot of interest in all these new things that we do. Um, it's always funny because as a player, you know, you, you, you kind of dig the, the, the new in the, in, the, in the control over things and the nickname on the back or the, the, the expressions or whatever you want. I think as a coach, um, you know, or as a manager, you want to make sure your players are happy, but you really just want to win the game and, right. and not care what you wear. Did you have a nickname when you were a kid? Something your mom or dad called Well, my initials are my nickname. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of how, um, you know, just by just by going by my initials, I guess I always had, had that. But, but one of the funniest nicknames that I got was at Yankee Stadium my rookie year. So when, when I was a rookie, I would, you know, they would make you go and shag right field, in right field at yeah. Yankee Stadium. And it was, uh, I mean, it was, Tell I had no right. idea, but it was brutal. How, but people right field yell, was brutal because the fans the were the fans most rowdy. The fans are so close. They're rowdy. Yeah. They open openly serve really early in the game. And, and they so pour stuff on you. The fans would yell at you. They'd throw things at you. They'd do yeah. whatever. And so they, But the best line was, I'm standing out there with Ben Grieve, who was my roommate at the time, the AL Rookie of the Year in 1998. And and I'm standing out there, and they're like, hey, AJ, what does AJ stand for? A joke? And so they basically gave me that nickname. So for the first part of my rookie year, the Tony Phillips and Kevin Mitchell and Ricky Henderson thought it was really funny to call me a joke. <laughs> All right. You guys are facing Jose Suarez uh, for the Angels today. And he's a change-up pitcher. He likes to throw a lot of change-ups. What's the preferred approach at facing guys like that? you got to get him in the strike zone. You know, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a comfort in going up to bat against guys that you feel like you should be able to hit or guys that stay away or guys that throw predominantly change-ups or off-speed. And, mm-hmm. and you get into swing mode a little bit, and, and they have enough action on those pitches or enough deception on those pitches, and you end up putting them in play. And you generate... 
generate soft contact. That's how those guys win. We watch it with Wade Miley. We watch it with Framber Valdez when he's here. We watch it um, with guys that can, you know, Colin McHugh, guys that spin the ball quite a bit. With with Suarez, you got to get you got to get a fastball to hit, and and or you've got to sit soft and make sure that soft is inside the strike zone. We've been they pretty be good patient. with that. Yeah, we've been pretty good with that. Yeah, for the most part of the year, but. Pick a speed, pick a pitch, and and go into attack mode. Jordan's out today. Uh, just a normal day of rest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen, you know I get asked that all the time with these guys, and yeah. I, um, you know, it's funny. I, I I I often try to to stagger them, and I want I want to see what I you know I know what I see. I know our players. I know when the day's off, and then everybody panics when somebody's not in the lineup. But but it's twofold. You get Springer. It, it yeah, well, I just said a couple days ago, and I, I reiterate to everybody that we're not going to have the same lineup every day for a while. I mean, there's um, of course. I'm I'm responding to August. I'm responding to things I see on the field. I'm giving him a little bit of rest. I'm trying to, like you said, get it, get it. Another benefit in DH and Springer, mm-hmm. but um, you know, as I, my phrase being, these are men and not machines. It's August. We're trying to to be cautious, um, and we're also trying to get other guys some playing time. And it's nice coming into a series when your two starters the last two days give you 16 innings. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of guys got days days off and are more refreshed for the series. Yeah, we have a nine-man bullpen for the. First first two games of this and then we'll probably go down whenever whenever we activate a starter uh, for Sunday so um, you know again you're only one bad game away from your pitching being Just not like fresh Chicago. again so you got to be careful to brag too much but when Cole and Verlander can go you know nine innings and seven innings the, the back-to-back games and, and actually Garrett could have gone a little longer last night it's uh, it's a luxury to have your pen rested all right AJ good luck tonight thank you Sparky. back with more Astro Launch right after this what if I told you Colin McHugh was capable of doing the impossible. Dodging liners, allowing his defense to turn two. You don't believe me? You'll have to see it for yourself. Colin McHugh turned into Neo. On Saturday, August 24, 15,000 fans receive a Colin McHugh dodging bobbling presented by Germania Insurance. How did that ball not hit him in the Adams app? I have no idea how that ball missed Astros.com. Slash promotions. Welcome back. Robert Ford joined by Abraham Toro. Made his big league debut yesterday. First of all, congratulations. And uh, how did you find out that you were going to the big leagues? So it was uh, two days ago, actually, after the after the game. The game was over, and uh, I went to my hotel room. I was about to go to sleep, actually. And, and then uh, my manager called me. This is in Memphis, right? Yeah, that was in Memphis, yeah. And then I didn't expect anything about it. And then he told me I was going to be in, in Houston the next day, and I was, I was really excited. So you had no idea that there was a possibility that, that you might get called up now? No, I wasn't expecting it at all. So even when he called me, I wasn't thinking anything about it. I was just tired, I guess. And then when he told me that, I was like, oh, my God, I was freaking out a little bit. So who was the first person you called, your mom? Yeah, my mom was the, was the first one, and then my brother, and then everybody kind of knew after that, yeah. So how did your, your mom, Yamila, how did she react when you told her? So I called her, and she was actually was about to sleep, too, and then she also, like, got, got out of bed and started, started crying, so it was a pretty emotional moment. Now, you hit a home run in your last game at AAA, and I saw something where your mom said after that home run, she told your family you're 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 going to get called up soon did she tell you something similar yeah she i mean almost every every time i do something good she's like oh you're going to be in the major leagues the next day so i won't be surprised she said that did you think that hey september call up at the very least was going to be a possibility for you obviously before that now so even better uh i mean i had the thoughts but it was never like a something i was thinking about every day just now and then i was like oh maybe maybe i have the possibility 
having a really good year. Started off at Corpus Christi, got called up to AAA on April 1st and put up even better numbers in your, your three weeks at AAA. What, what's really been the key for you this year to, to your success after last season? Uh, it's meant, uh, a lot of it's been approach and, and mental side, you know, just trying to, like, slow the game down and, and uh, like, just uh, when you see a good pitch and you do a foul ball, you know, just not freak out, just, you know, wait on, on, on the good, and then good stuff will happen. How have you developed that, that mental approach and approach to hitting? Is it something that just from, comes from experience? Have there, has there been people who've helped you along the way? Uh, yeah, I would say experience from a, a last year in AA, and I had a little, uh, rough July. And that's when I was struggling, and uh, I knew I had to do something different. And uh, I knew like my swing looked good, and mm-hmm. I knew I had the talent to be good. So, so most of that what was approach, and that's what I was working on right now, either too. And when you talk about approach, is it about just trying to swings at swing at pitches that that you can do damage with, getting yourself in the favorable counts, or is it more than that? Uh, it's it depends also on the pitcher, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a lot, a lot goes in that, but you know, uh, sometimes the pitcher is not gonna give you, you know, they're gonna paint. You know, let's say your first at bat, so maybe your next at bat, you're not trying to like swing at his strength. You know, you still want to keep your approach, and and obviously he's gonna make a mistake, and that's when you can't miss it. All right. So yesterday, first at bat, hear your name over the PA. Maybe you didn't hear it. I don't know because you were so locked in, but. You walk up to the batter's box. You step in there. What's going through your head, and and where are your nerves at? Uh, actually, my first about was uh, like you said, I was pretty locked in. You know, I was mm. I was uh, really pumped. And then uh, I t- when I took the first I took the first strike, and mm. then I said, okay, uh, I'm seeing the ball good, so I, I'm I'm gonna be good now. And you got a first pitch curveball. Your first the first pitch you ever saw in the big leagues. That that's not usually how it goes. I guess the word had gotten out, huh? <laughs> yeah, so like like you said, so I had a first pitch curveball and then I mean I was I wasn't surprised or anything because, like, you know, it's a big league so yeah. the guys are not just gonna throw it on the middle. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And uh Abraham Toro up in the, the big leagues for the first time. Congratulations and certainly hope you're here for a long time. Continued success. All right, thank you. There comes a time in everyone's life when talk is cheap. And it's time to show up. To get back to the top and build a legacy. If we grind together, we can take it back. Our team. And our city. This is why we play. This is who we do it for. Take it back. For tickets, go to astros.com slash tickets or call 1-877-9ASTROS.